Hey, welcome to All Things Food Podcast, where we explore all things related to the wonderful world of food. I am your host, Peter Kim, and today's topic, an introduction to Korean alcohol. This is by no means an exhaustive introduction. Um, The reason why I'm doing this episode right now is because for my housewarming party, my wife and I, we happened to buy a bunch of different, a few different, three, um, three uh, Korean alcohols. And I thought, you know what, let's do an introduction. Um, If you didn't know, the drinking culture in Korea is quite strong. It is, I th- by some estimates, and Koreans do like to brag about this. It is the Korean. It is the drinking, con- like the number one drinking country in the world. Uh, why is it? Well, we'll talk about it. I mean, it's just, you know, listen. They, uh, people in Korea, they work hard and they play hard, and they work really, really freaking hard. Um, I used to teach English in Korea, and a lot of the students, a lot of my students would barely see their fathers. Typical salaryman, you know, company worker is going to be working from like 9 to at least 6, probably more like 7 or 8, many times till 9 or 10. So like 12-hour days are by no means out of the ordinary. On top of that, there is a large social obligation to drink. Um, It is slowly, very slowly changing, but um, it is still very much prevalent. Uh, No matter what job you're in, whether you're a business person or a doctor or whoever, uh, in many ways and under many circumstances, you are obligated to, to drink. So I have three very typical um, alcohols that people will drink in Korea, and I will be drinking along as I introduce um, these alcohols. Now, if you look on a previous episode, you will see that I tasted scotch in three different containers. Uh, that was probably one or more weeks ago that I released the episode. In my reality, that was about 15 minutes ago. So I'm already, I already have three drinks in me. Um, definitely feeling nice and flush. But here we go. Let's do it. Do it. Now, when you drink soju, okay, so we're going we're to go in this order from soju to beer to makgeolli. Let's talk about soju. Soju is the drink of Korea. Um, if you go to a convenience store, you can find one of these bottles for about a buck fifty. Um, they famously say in Korea that soju is cheaper than water. Now, if you go to an Asian market in Chicago, I got this bottle for I think five or seven dollars. Let's let's round it out and say six dollars. So, um, you know, four or five times the markup for this for this bottle. Um, so in Korea, it's wicked cheap, and you can find it everywhere. And this is the go-to drink uh, for Koreans. Um, not at a bar. At a bar, they'll drink whiskey and stuff like that. But at Sulchips, which is like Korean bars where they serve like Korean dishes and Korean alcohols. I mean, this is you drink it all night with Korean barbecue. You drink it all night at um, you know, like little parties on the weekends. 
um, what people would call MTs, membership training, which is just a fancy word for saying drinking party on the weekend, which is quite common in Korea. Soju. Uh, that's the way to go. Let's see, what else can I say about soju? Um, you know, you'll see bottles and bottles of it stacked up on the streets because they do recycle, uh, but you'll see it stacked up uh, in these big boxes and these big plastic containers uh, ready to be recycled. Um, you'll see it everywhere. Now, interesting thing about soju in Korea is that when Korean Koreans drink soju, they'll drink it, they'll sip it, they won't shot it, they'll sip it, and then they'll just eat their like Korean barbecue with it. That's like the hardcore Korean Korean way of drinking soju. Most foreigners I know will chase it down with a sip of water or usually like Sprite or, or Coke. Um, there are many different flavors. Now, this happens to be the the Jinno brand, but in Korea, the most common kinds are Chamisul or Chom Chorom. Um, I hate soju. I think it's gross. It tastes like nail polish remover. Um, so I don't. I forget which Chom I think Chom Chorom is what the young people drink. I could be wrong. It doesn't even matter. If you go to a Korean bar or restaurant, just order whatever. Now, uh, this happens to be grape flavored. I have never had the grape flavor. Uh, there are many different types of flavors. There's grapefruit, blueberry, um, watermelon, um, all kinds. Peach, I think. Uh, and that, But that only happened in like the last like four or five years. For many, 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 many years, it was just straight soju. Uh, which, again, I mentioned before, I hate. But grape is supposed to be uh, one of the better ones. I actually personally like the grapefruit flavor, the jamong flavor. Uh, that's pretty nice, actually. I could drink that straight and not like want to gag like I do with regular soju. Before I, 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 I taste this, um, there is another type of clear alcohol, which is called chungha. Chungha, and it's basically like a Korean sake. And that goes down smooth. Like I can drink that all night. So usually when I would be out with my friends or coworkers, um, while they're drinking soju, I'll be drinking chungha. And it has the same alcoholic content, I think, but uh, it'll be way smoother. So to drink soju, this is what you do. You create a tornado. You see this tornado? Uh, I did a bad job. There we go. Get a tornado one. You see that? There you go. Bam. That's when you know it's ready. To go it doesn't really affect anything i think because it's a clear alcohol there's nothing to really mix now in the past soju was made with rice but i believe in modern soju most of it is made with potato or tapioca let's see what does it say i don't know anyway it says neutral spirits with natural and artificial flavors uh 13 alcohol 375 milliliters. This is the standard size that you would find. Um, one quick drinking game that you can play if you are drinking soju is one person takes, uh, now you twist the cap. Twist the cap. I'm not going to play the game because I'm by myself right now and that's kind of weird. But you see this? Now, one person who's who uh, is kind of neutral. Where's the number? Oh, there's no number here. Busted. Oh, what a bummer. What a jip.
all right, well, in the chum chum and chamisul um, bottles, there'll be a number, I think between one and 50. And so what you do is you pass it around your table and then you flick it like that. And then you, you know, if it doesn't come off, then the next person takes it and they try to flick it and it goes on and on and on. The game is that if the whole table, if, if this gets knocked off within one revolution of the table, then the person who looked at the number, they have to drink, okay? Um, otherwise, it just goes round and round until if this last person flicks it off, and it takes a lot of work to flick it off, okay? If I flicked it off and it went off, then the person on my right and left would have to take a shot, okay? Oh, wait, that, that's, so, and, and, okay, shoot. Okay, so first you stuff it with a napkin so that no one can see the number. There's no number here, so that's legit. But you stuff it with a napkin and then you play the game. And the person who successfully flicks it off, then they'll take a look at the number and then the table has to go around and guess what the number is. And if the, they guess the number correctly within revolution, then the person who had the number, who flicked it off successfully, they drink. If uh, the person who guesses the number after that they guess the number correctly, then the person on the right and left, they drink. Bad explanation, but this doesn't even have a number, so it doesn't matter. So anyway, so let's try the grape-flavored soju. It's grape. Cheers. Not bad. Here's the problem with flavored soju. It's so freaking artificial. Actually, that's really smooth. That's really smooth. But the initial bite is so filled with artificial flavoring. It's just kind of gross. But if I was in Korea, or if I was around a Korean barbecue, or if I was with a bunch of people, I would happily drink this grape flavored one. I strongly suggest you also check out the grapefruit. And uh, the blueberry is not bad either. Try it with your friends. Have a good time. Ah, it's so artificial though. It's so, it's so like it's like there's like there's nothing, there's nothing natural about this. There's nothing. Um, you know, drink. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you drink it to have fun with people. You drink it to get drunk, responsibly, I might say. Anyway, think about. Soju, I mean, that is the national Korean drink. Um, if, if you... Now, uh, other, other things that people will eat, eat soju with, I guess, I mean, it's pretty much an all-occasion drink. Um, but Korean barbecue is the, is the classic one. Let's get to beer. Uh, Korea does have, of course, a bunch of different beers. This is my favorite beer. This is why I bought it. Um, Cloud, uh, famously endorsed by Jun Ji Hyun. Um, there are other types of Korean beers, of course. Uh, Kas is very, very popular. Kas is going to be the pretty much the standard go-to beer. Um, Height is also another one. Uh, Ob, which I think is a part of, I don't know. Wait, is Cloud Ob or, uh, Oriental Brewery? Maybe. I want, I'm curious. Anyway, yeah, I don't know who owns Cloud. But Kas is pretty much the most common one. 
Koss and Height, they're both like really, really bodiless. It's it's pretty much the Bud Light of Korean beers, Koss and Height. Um, no body, you drink it because it's refreshing and it goes great again with Korean barbecue or with fried chicken, which there is a lot of in Korea. But I'm going to drink Cloud because it's, it has a little more full body. They're all lagers. Uh, I don't think there are any IPAs mass-produced in... Man, that smell takes me back. That, that carbonized, carbonated smell. Now, this canister, by the way, is very, very common when you go on trips with people. This is like the standard, like, you know, this will feed uh, two, two, three people. Um, so you just get a whole box of them. You know, and a bunch of cans of uh, a bunch of bottles of soju, and a few cans of like Sprite or, or Coke, and you're good to go for the weekend. All right, so now let's not drink out a shot glass. It's a standard lager. Um, man, that that smell brings back so many memories. Man, even even for being one of the more fuller body ones, it's not great. I gotta be honest. Let's see, one hundred percent malt classic, five uh, percent alcohol by volume. Man, you know this is my favorite Korean beer, but I'm not even enjoying this. Yeah. Now here's the thing, though. In, in in Korea, there are a whole bunch of uh, of you know smaller breweries that are doing beer right. My favorite is like Heads and Tails. My favorite is uh, Hand and Malt Brewery, just outside of Seoul. Their their Mocha Stout is amazing. Um, what else? Their IPAs are awesome. There's nothing bad, but but their Mocha Stout is the one that like just totally caught me by surprise i was i was eating um barbecue like american barbecue out in a city called wonju and i i had traveled like an hour and a half just to have that barbecue and um i was getting ready and then you know uh and then i ordered a beer to tide me over and i ordered you know i was like okay yeah a mocha stout sounds good right now and i was like making a video about it and i and i had the mocha stout and i was like whoa whoa what is this i mean it was so rich uh, a perfect finish so chocolatey um it lived up to its name of a mocha, mocha stout and it was it, it finished so clean it was so satisfying i was like wait a minute i gotta remember what this brand is and later on i was able to take a tour and meet the owner uh and that is hands down my favorite brewery in korea so they, there are good beers in korea it's just none of the none of the mass produced none of the big ones uh, are good um you know which is different from like you know a beer from like you know i'll enjoy a stellar artois like any day like that's that's a fine beer um goose island 312 lovely like a nice fruity uh, fruity character uh very satisfying very refreshing this The only reason why I keep drinking this is because I hate throwing away stuff. But, ah. It's so, like, um, okay, how should I describe it? It's like, um, 
burning. But burning should not come from beer. It's very bitter. That's what it is. It's just really bitter. But not like in a... You know, like a sour beer. Sour beers are... Are are they still in vogue? I don't really know. I'm not caught up with the beer scene. I'm not even going to finish this. I would totally prefer the the grape soju over this one. And it's filling, but it doesn't even taste pleasant. I'm done with this. Ah. Dear Lord. The only reason why it has pleasant memories is be, uh, why it tastes somewhat pleasant is because of the memories it brings up when I was out drinking. All right. So that was Cloud. I guess, you know, so far, try soju. It's a great way to, it's a great way to get drunk responsibly, assuming you have a way to get home safely and you're not an asshole uh, when you drink too much. That's soju. Wonderful, great, classic, cultural milestone. Korean beer. Korean mass-produced beer. No good. Um, but if there's a brewery from Korea, check it out for sure. Because, I mean, there is good beer to be had in Korea by made by Korean breweries. It's just none of the mass-produced stuff. So... I was actually, so I haven't had Korean beer since I left Korea, and that was like seven months ago. And damn. Damn. No good. Okay, let's go on. I'm not sure if you can see this, but there's like two layers. This is makgeolli. Now, I have already opened this, so that's why like all this is empty right here. But here, there's a clear layer, and here's a sediment layer. What you need to do is, that is the sediment from the rice. This used to be made from rice. Now it's made from, you know, the soju is made was made from rice, but now it's made from potato or tapioca. This is called makgeolli. And this is made from rice. Swishing around. You gotta mix it up. None of this tornado bullshit. But you just gotta actually mix it up. This is a really lovely drink. Um, and again, I am definitely biased by my memories, by my experiences, uh, as we are all biased by our memories. Um, it's typically, it's like traditionally drunk in um, a metal bowl, like about this size, about like four inches in diameter. And you'll eat it with like uh, pig's feet and kimchi and and tofu and um, scallion pancakes um, and, and other like classic Korean dishes. Now, for those of you who are Korean or who have, who are interested, um, you'd eat it with chokpal or, you know, pajan or dubu kimchi. And it's a very old style uh, drink, kind of unrefined. Um, there aren't as many processes. It's, I've actually taken a class, you know, like a, it was like a touristy thing that I knew the, uh, the, um, the the tour like operators and you know we we you add yeast with rice and then you mix it together and then you just let it sit for like a month and then uh you later on when it's ready you strain out the the rice and then what you have left over is the makgeolli it's a pretty simple process it just takes time it's really nice and cloudy in its nature 
Um, and again, man, like, so it looks like milk, like kind of like dirty milk. Oh, man. It doesn't have much of an aroma. Let, let me try. No. Yeah, it, it honestly does. It smells like milk. Um, not only does it look like milk. And again, that is from like the rice sediment. It does have, uh, it is alcohol. Uh, let's see, 6.5% by volume. Uh, let's see what other details it's going to give. It says, now this is my favorite brand, uh, Pochan Ildong. Just think about the black dots, but it's called Pochan Ildong. Whether, yeah, ingredients water, white rice, wheat flour, and koji. And then, unfortunately, artificial flavor and so on. Uh, now, most of these that you're going to find in the States are going to be pasteurized because unpasteurized makli obviously will be dangerous. You can't really export it because it has to be drunk very quickly. Um, I would say unpasteurized makli does have deeper flavor. Um, it's natural. By nature, you, you kill a lot of the enzymes um, in the pasteurization process, from my understanding. Um, but you know what? This is good enough. So, cheers. Oh, god damn. That's good. It's milky. It's milky. It's milky. It's milky. Now, what some people do is they will mix this with Sprite so that this naturally has a, a certain effervescence from the whatever. I don't know. It's bubbly. Uh, this one is flat either actually even when it came out of the bottle initially last week it was pretty flat um, some Akli's will have a natural effervescence like carbonation you know the co2 uh, so it'll be kind of sparkly what some people do is they'll add sprite or in korean they'll say cider you know like cider um, and that'll make it bubbly and make it easier to go down, but then it'll give you the worst hangover of your life with all that sugar. Uh, the worst hangover I've ever had was from makgeolli. Uh, when you we just add it now again, so it'll be served in these bowls, these metal bowls, but it'll actually be delivered in a big kettle pot, like a bronze-colored, cheap, thin metal kettle pot, and you pour it into these bowls, and then you just drink it like this, you know, with two hands. It's or one hand if you're a baller, you know. But uh, it's it's really awesome. It's again, it's the thing about soju and makgeolli and beer too. But this beer sucks. But especially soju makgeolli is these are communal drinks meant to be enjoyed with your friends together. Um, you know, it, it's not like like scotch. I can drink scotch by itself, by myself, and thoroughly enjoy my scotch. Like just be alone with my thoughts and just. You know, or, 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 you know, grab a, a six pack and, and go and just sit there and watch a movie and just, you know, uh, and, and, and enjoy myself. But with Korean alcohol, um, it's meant to be shared and it's meant to be enjoyed together. Um, damn, this is good though, this makgeolli. It's not going to be, now, uh, makgeolli is not going to be for everyone. It does have like an aftertaste. A slightly like um, I would say almost like lactosey. It's very much like 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 imagine milk in booze form, which some of you are like oh that that sounds awesome. Then you know what, give makgeolli a try. It is kind of like milk in 
in booze form because um, it does have like a lactose you know, milk sugar dairy type of aftertaste or finish I mean I to me it tastes like you know I, I taste the rice but for other people with not without that you know that cultural experience background they may it may taste like something else to them uh, It's not a. I would say. It just reminds. It springs like a lot of memories, um, in a way that Scotch doesn't do, and even in a way that like an IPA doesn't do, um, because I guess maybe maybe my experiences with soju and with makgeolli have been based around my experiences with other people, and I think that's the beauty of a lot of Korean alcohol is that, um, when you drink, you're you're gonna enjoy yourself. Um, it is sad when you drink soju by yourself. Something, something wrong. <laughs> something wrong has happened, man. <laughs> like some shit's gone down. You know what I'm saying? Um, to a lesser extent, makli as well. Especially soju, though. If you're drinking soju by yourself, then you know y you got to reevaluate your life. I think. But in general, like soju and makli, they're meant to be shared uh, with other people. So uh, I'm gonna finish off this makli. Uh, save the rest for my wife because she wants to also have some before she sleeps. And you know, let me let me give my recommendations. Um, beer, cream beer. Skip the beer, man. Like it's not even worth it. Uh, there are so many great microbreweries though in in Korea that are really really good. Um, I already mentioned Hanemalt. I remember uh, there was some microbrewery in Busan called Gor Gorilla something. I remember enjoying their stuff. Uh, amazing brewing company in Seoul. They're also really good, and there's there are so many. There are, there are really like a lot of great breweries, but just none of this mass-produced bullshit. Uh, for soju, I guess it depends on the context. You know, go to your local Korean um, restaurant and just and try some. But I'm going to tell you, like regular soju, is going to be pretty pretty brutal. It's not going to be pleasant to the taste. Um, go to your local mart, I guess, and. I mean, it really depends. Like, if you, if you don't really care that much, then get soju at the restaurant and then try it and then forget it, I guess. Uh, go for the flavored stuff directly if you just want to have a nice, pleasant, you know, drink. Just understand, like, this is not a connoisseur's drink. Again, in Korea, this sells for like a buck, buck fifty, okay? So just understand that. If you're paying, I've heard, like, bottles of soju in bars will go for, like, $12, $15. That's all like import fees and just the bar making money off of the rarity of this alcohol. But it's, you're not paying for quality. So just realize that and understand its place in its, you know, it's it's no scotch. It's no bourbon. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so if you really want to get into soju, just get a couple bottles of flavored bottles with your friends and just play some poker and just have a good time. Build your experience around enjoying the soju with your friends and i would say same goes for makli although makli man like i would say more people are probably gonna like soju because of its neutral character even with like the flavorings and stuff they're very it's very crowd pleasing you know it's very accessible towards most people versus like makli um i love like listen i love makli like it's it's i really really enjoy it but it's not going to be for everyone, and not everyone's going to really enjoy it. 
And um, I would say try it out. Try it out with friends. Try it over a meal. Um, try it with something fried because I think a lot, fried and fatty foods is the thing to have with makgeolli. And then I think the makgeolli itself kind of um, um, not balances out the fat but like and the grease, but uh, kind of neutralizes it, kind of uh, masks it and goes. it pairs well together, I guess, with Korean food. So you might as well try it with bacon or burgers or whatever else. Not burgers, that'd be weird and gross. But check it out. So uh, my party question for you is, um, have you tried Korean alcohols? Which ones have you guys tried? What have, what have you enjoyed? Um, also, if you're from a different ethnic background, what are some alcohols that other people should try? What should I try from different cultures? You know, um, yeah, I've mentioned scotch before. Uh, I haven't really talked about vodka because I don't really care too much about vodka. But is there a vodka brand or a vodka or a type of vodka or a way of tasting vodka or whatever else that I need to try. Uh, comment below. If you have any questions or comments, um, suggestions, encouragements, uh, constructive criticisms, uh, email me at allthingsfoodpodcast.gmail.com. Um, subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure if you are on YouTube to hit that like and subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening and stay hungry.